If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from Estopin All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Bamos Morados Podcast. My name is Benton. Welcome. And I'm Zach. Got some fun matches to talk about, some, some different stuff. We got the Open Cup finally back in the mix. Oh, I'd love to have the Open Cup going on. You know, I was... <laughs> kind of a fearing that it was dead after missing two years i mean 2020 was understandable 2021 just kind of felt lazy to me yeah. <laughs> but uh happy to see it return because there was no reason for 2021 like 2020 i get but 2021 there should have been a tournament yeah that was so that was disappointing so i wasn't holding my breath about 2022 but hey we got it and i'm excited and we've already had our and it's first nice match. to have a manager that seems to be as excited about the open cup as I am. It's that's, we've never really had that on Louisville city before. So that yeah. uh, like coach Cruz definitely like thinks it's important, uh, which is like really refreshing. Yeah. I mean, and I think part of the benefit is, is that we have such a deep team that he can probably enter, like he can do the cup and league play confidently. Yeah. I think so. I think that that definitely probably helps ease ease a manager's mind. Um, uh, yeah. So we entered in round two because round one was just all the kind of the lower level clubs. It's my understanding. And then as it, as the rounds progress yeah. is when the upper tiers begin to enter. For people in. who aren't aware, it's similar to like the U.S. Open in golf in that the tournament starts with qualifiers that open qualifiers basically for. I mean, like, I think you have to be in a qualifying league, but like literally you could play any, a team at like an amateur level can play their way into the tournament from the, the early rounds. So I think they have like the early qualifying and then they have the official first round, which is like the PDL and some of the larger amateur leagues uh, teams come in. And then uh, this year, the USL entered at usl championship entered in round two yeah so it has a lot of potential for cinderella stories and matchups that you normally wouldn't get to see which is exactly what little city got for their first match in round two where we played the chattanooga red wolves of league one overall a very good round for league one i think yeah but i think they had a winning record against championship teams overall 
Uh, if I that sounds right. I remember. I remember yeah. they did get a, a fair number of wins. Yeah. So. Yeah, not not a great round for the championship. So very very good on Louisville to take care of business because everyone else did not. Yeah, it's and I think maybe this is just only a minor factor, but what was kind of nice for the lower level teams because I mean you know taking us out of the equation. I mean I always loved the idea of these little minnow teams taking down bigger clubs. So I'm all for it. But with like um, the League One, like they had just started their season, so they have had like one competitive match under their belt. Yeah, I don't know if that it, helps or hurts. Well, I mean, uh, like, I, I, I almost feel I like it might I can see the case more. either way. Like, you just, you don't know what to expect going up to this team. You have a sample size yeah. of, of one. I mean, you also have to think that these teams have gone through some form of a preseason to get up to speed. Yeah. And I'm sure that footage, may, you know, is probably not available. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm assuming it's not. So I guess I, I'm going to view that as a little bit of an advantage between not knowing what you're up against and pretty darn fresh legs, fresh team. Not that the um, championship has been going on that much longer, but every little bit could help. Yeah. So anyway, we got the host, which is nice. It's always fun to to get the host. Those the the turnout was okay, but I mean, it's like a Wednesday night match. So like, I get it. And it gets it's a Wednesday night too. match. Like we didn't know about it a super long time ahead of time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, it's. Not as exciting as it as it could be, or is is going to be later in the in the tournament. Should we make it that far? Yeah. But um, yeah, I got to I got to watch this one a little bit differently. I um I actually went, and, you know, I, I was writing for another website besides my own, the cup.us. So I actually did this one for the, the website box. for the tournament. Yes. So I got to do the uh, got to do the recap for um for the little city match. So I, and I was sending them information live through it. So it was a fun, different experience for me, different vantage point as well. So a little, sp- little additional spice I got for, uh, for that one, but it was a nice night. <laughs> you know, it was like, I think it was one of the first nicer nights that we've, uh, that we've had this season where I wouldn't have mind sitting outside that night, but yet, a, yet another, yet another tick in the side of the team plays better when Zach or get to watch from, inside walls and a roof <laughs> well as long as we're uh, as long as we're making it wrong in the cup i'll be uh i'll be in that box doing the doing the writing for that so there we go i gotta help the team to victory however i can <laughs> you got right. to see lance work his magic uh no i was a room person. over i was a uh, room over from lance isn't it glass though can't you see oh, over yeah you can see you can peer over yeah yeah and you can hear him <laughs> <laughs> everybody could hear him yeah but now it, that, that, that made it a fun different experience um so why don't we talk about the match itself yeah i mean kind of a, I mean not not a ton going on it was one of those like it never really felt like in question but also the longer they went without getting the goal i think the more like that creeping feeling of like, are they going to control this game the whole time and then, and then lose at the very end. So yeah, I, uh, I agree. That, the like, longer the, you go without getting that first goal, that I think the more nerve wracking it becomes, especially in a cup game. Yeah, I agree. The, the, the Red Wolves. Yeah. They didn't ever look like they were going to win or have a little city on the ropes for, for very long, but I mean, props to them for, for holding things off as long as that they did. I, I think that a pretty solid performance because they're a, they were at least last year, they were a pretty good team in league one. 
Uh, they, you know, they made it to their playoffs. They had quite a bit of roster turnover. Um, it's a mixed bag there. So it was really kind of, you know, I was trying to do a little research beforehand. It's kind of hard to tell, you know, did they improve? Did they, did they kind of go down a level? They stay about the same spot. It was hard to tell, but I mean, again, they, you know, they, they, they held their own. They kept it to a, you know, a one, nothing loss with a yeah. rather late score from, from the home team. So yeah, like uh, props to them. Louisville definitely felt like they were in control the whole game, but they were not running away with it. Like, I think, I think Chattanooga kept it very competitive the entire match. Yep. We got, um, in the lineup situation, got some new for, players we haven't seen a whole lot of. Yes. It was very exciting. So Ian Solaire, um, Got to um, got to start in the back line, which went much better than his his first appearance uh, in the indie match, largely because we rolled out in that normal four three three. Yeah, we got had to see uh, Jan Eric Leonhos Leonhos Leonhos. Yeah, I was very excited uh, to see not, him. Not seen a whole lot of. Well, we haven't seen all. any. He hasn't yeah. gotten any competitive minutes since he um, was announced. So I do. Um, I, he, I mean, I thought he did a real solid job. One part that stuck out to me particularly, and I don't remember when it was in the match, he was going down the right flank, and he hit this, like, bomb of a, like, lobbing crossing pass across field to uh, – Dion might have been making a run-up, but it was just – it was such, like, a hard, quick hit, and yeah. it was so well-placed. Like, it, that blew me away. So I, that one that one stuck out. So I was really excited that he got an opportunity. He looked very much like he could hold his own. He had a, he had a solid outing. I think he mm-hmm. – he got a shot fairly early that was pretty dangerous. And he just, uh, it was one of those sliding in at the same time as the defender couldn't get a clean piece of it, mm. but got a pretty decent shot early. It was probably the best look they had early in the game. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was, it was his professional debut. So I, yeah, kind of a little, little slack. And, uh, also another, like, um, I guess his, his first time starting, I believe, is uh, Carlos Mogul started in that match. I believe every other time he's made an appearance has been off the bench. Yeah, it's a, the rest of the players are players we've seen, but not necessarily players we've seen start much. Because yeah. Ray Serrano also got the start, and I don't, yeah. I don't recall. I don't think he's started any of the league games yet. I think he's been in off the bench, all the ones I can remember. Uh, did he start um, against the Red Bulls? Oh, maybe the Wednesday gonna, game. I forgot about that one, but that we still up. have not seen him start much. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was the only one. Yeah. He started against the Red Bulls, but that okay. was the only time that we've seen him start. So um, yeah, obviously we had, you know, we had a, quite a little bit of uh, rotation there, but all, all guys, we, for the most part that we knew something about with, with John Eric Linehost being the only one that we didn't really know anything about, which, and again, I thought he had a you know, pretty good outing, all things considered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, um, it, it's, it's nice to get a win in the open cup, a little closer than I would have liked to have been for it to be a league one club, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, they got the win and that's all that matters. We got to see a little bit of Nile in this game, which I was, I'm always happy about. We've that not... was his return, wasn't it? Yeah. 76th minute he checked in. Um, yeah. So glad to see in... him getting, seeing the field a little bit been anxiously or waiting to see him return uh he's club you know club legend love to see him get still getting in the mix but um yeah i mean it was a overall pretty decisive victory um not much there much else to well, say about that i mean considering wise we're predominant the way a lot of the other usl championship versus league one matches went like a, a very solid win <laughs> yeah 
yeah, it's definitely a survive in advance. I mean, statistically, we we won a lot of categories. Um, you know, it was, it was interesting. They they only had forty six percent of the possession, but well over you know about over half of their like their own passes were in their own half. So even for that limited time they did have it, it wasn't quite quality possession. They weren't really advancing it and doing a whole lot with it. So yeah. you know, at, you know, again at the end of the day happy with the performance maybe would have won, liked to have won more comfortably but yeah that's doesn't matter for less nerve-wracking we could have could have gotten that earlier goal and yeah because yeah. like, like you're saying more before, i reach you get that looming feeling yeah it's you and hit like, like this you hit the 70th minute and like when you've been controlling a game and and just don't haven't got the goal yet you hit the 70 70th minute and it starts to be like oh this is is this gonna be one of those games? This is gonna be one of those games where it, it it comes back to get us that none of these shots have gone in. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, I can't I can't handle going to extra time against a league one club. Like oh, that just that just stinks. Yeah. So thankfully, on Wednesday out. you got a league game on the weekend. Like you don't want to yeah. see anybody have to get extra minutes. And it just would have yeah. kind of felt like embarrassing. It was it was probably the bigger thing, you know, like. We're not we're not only a, a team a level higher. Well, thankfully we're good. We're a good team. Thankfully, it would not have been the most embarrassing loss. I think El Paso got completely blown out by a Florida Yeah, but team. they've I mean yeah. they've been kind of sucking things up anyway. So that that's different. They've they've already been kind of under under Wait, can I for the season. Can I can I mention a weird thing about El Paso? Because they wait, who their la- their most recent game, they absolutely blew out the team they were playing, and they have like a thing that doesn't seem like it should be possible. But they they are one win and four losses on the season, and they currently have a zero goal differential, which doesn't seem like it should be possible because they've they lost their four they their four losses were by a collective five goals and then they then they won five to nothing in the most recent game just yeah, yeah weird stuff ugly. going on in the west western conference but okay so let's let's put this in perspective though their one win was against monterey bay fc which is yeah. you know sorry to be rude but hot garbage <laughs> They're a new team, so like if they get some slack, like okay, yeah. we expect. This. I'm just but talking El Paso about, was like good before. It's a weird statistical quirk yeah. to be to be one in four, but have a zero goal differential. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, they, they they certainly won in style, but yeah, that's so, still, that's still an enigma to me. How El Paso, El Paso, the computers eh, El Paso are still fall. very big on El Paso right now. All the computer rankings still have them like fifth in the league. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I'm just like, when are, okay, they're going to turn it around, right? Like, they couldn't have fallen off that hard. Yeah. But I don't know. West Coast, is West Western Conference is weird over there. Yeah, the simulation. Yeah. So, so, Louisville City won. Won in round two, and then they bounced to the third round, which we got a live draw this year, which I, I oh, think they said. Oh, boy, did bro- we. I think they said the broadcast. I don't think that's not something they normally do. The little video broadcast thing. Is that correct? I do believe it's been three years now, but I I'm pretty sure the last time that, that there was a tournament with a draw, they, they also did a, a live webcast Okay, and it was also as big of a mess as this one. So yeah. I don't know. I, I thought, yeah, it didn't go well, but I thought it had its own 
It was fun. It had I its own it. charm. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it because but it the, was fun. And yeah, the production value was was not very high. It was like they had like a small room with like a like a curtain and a table, like pre- pretty minimal setup, like with the back. A bunch of DJs to help them draw the cards. CJ Citizen Jane, who you might recognize from the Modelo commercials, <laughs> and some other guy. Hey. Don't really know who he was. DJ Citizen Jane, that's like too many descriptors on on one day. Yeah, so DJ Citizen Jane apparently is a Miami FC fan, and the other bro that they brought in there was a Miami FC fan, but then an MLS team came to town, so now he's an inner Miami fan. So he sounds like a great guy. Props to the to the tournament commissioner for for keeping bringing that up and rubbing it in that guy's face that he he jumped ship. Because it's yeah, like three or it's, it, I felt like it was two or three times that that got brought up. <laughs> yeah. And I think you pointed out, but like that guy who's hosting, he looked nervous because the he, teleprompter wasn't working at first and he's just like staring. The like first a the time they cut to him, the prompter wasn't, wasn't scrolling and I, it looked like he was going to die on the inside. In his defense, it was probably like one guy like manning all technical elements of that production. So he did as good as he could have done with Only- resources provided. <laughs> Only really made one mistake with the cards and had to redo a draw, which I, I'm impressed by. So, yeah. Um, so, the, yeah. How, how the draw went for those who didn't watch is they literally had like physical envelopes for these different regions and they would shuffle them and DJ, Sis, and Jane <laughs> would hold out the envelopes and uh, the Miami FC, uh, the Miami FC defector, Miami. well, he defected from Miami FC. Should I have said inner Miami? The inner Miami fan, the inner Miami delegate, whatever, yeah, whatever. That guy, he would he would select them and they open the envelope and announce who they were. Yeah. It, and it was kind of funny in some scenarios because and they like would how, do the home teams first were. because not everyone had applied to to host. So yeah, they and had they, a group of all the uh, the cards for the teams that applied to host, and they would draw the hosts first. And then they would add the rest in and draw the away team yeah. for each of the matchups for each of the Yeah, they'd shuffle them. And then there's things like where the MLS teams couldn't play each other. So like some matchups would get like moved accordingly to that. Um, I think they preemptively opened one envelope before handing another one. That was like the biggest snafu was, of The it. only mistake was they forgot to add the teams that couldn't host back in before they did the draw and had to redo. Yeah, one of the draws. It, it ended up not mattering because they drew the same team for the same spot. Yeah, um, there were there was one scenario and, I, and now I'm now I'm drawing a blank on it where the the inner Miami fan like how it was set up like they knew like which cards were left or knew which ones were which and could like essentially pick what the matchup was. Do you remember what yeah. one that was? It was later in the draw. Well, I I mean there were a couple situations where they had like two matchups and um like drew one MLS team and one non-MLS team for the hosts. And so it was already after you drew the first two, no matter what you did with the next two draws, it was going to be the same matches because the MLS teams couldn't play each other. I'm going to remember as soon as we're done recording, but there was, there was some scenario where it panned out where he like, like he could have literally picked what the matchup was. Like we, we knew what they were and it might've been when there was that um, the open envelope mix up. Yeah. I can't remember. Somebody will correct me on Twitter later, but. Anyway, it was a fair draw. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't care if it, we didn't it mention the best part uh, though, which was the return. The return of of the good logo for Louisville City. <laughs> so they not the only, one star logo though. That's 
I was going to say, yeah, they not, not only, only was used... it the old logo, but it was the one star version of the old logo. That's what I was going to highlight. It's like not even the two star version. So, <laughs> so we had the old logo. So they with had the that one star. The crest from at least 2017. Can't they keep up that we change logos like every one or two years? It's on them. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have. <laughs> It could have been that logo and it wasn't so <laughs> the four-sided triangle yeah that would have been hilarious oh gosh i, would, I mean it was already hilarious but i would i would have oh. lost it oh another oddity of the match that apparently louisville is a uh is a northern team not uh and Midwestern is, or southern. is a midwestern yep team. so that feels uh, backwards but um I, they have to have an even does. number in each of the things that, yeah because I, I don't know, but the numbers you, would have been the same. The regions, what you call this. them, but like Detroit is close to Columbus, so it made sense that Detroit was in Columbus's group, and and we were close to most as close as anybody else to the other team. I, I did have a question for you, Benton, that was not addressed on the thing, and I'm too lazy to look it up on the website. But since you're writing for the Open Cup, do these groups matter at, at all? Any moving forward like or is there is there going to be another draw after this round when like the last couple of mls teams join i'm pretty sure there's another draw okay. i don't know the so logistics like, of it but i don't not think like it... a we play yeah. the other teams from the these same groups thing like there's a, there's a new draw after after these this round i'm of pretty games. sure no actually i'm i'm positive because there's some mls teams that aren't entering the fray until the following round yes there's, there's I, eight teams still left to enter yeah and i don't remember the reasons why but they're um it's numerically because they, you have to get it to 32 teams to do a bracket. And right now there's, right now there's 48 teams um, currently so, in it. If they had added those eight, you would have 56 and you couldn't do a tournament. So these 48 are going to play and there will be 24 teams left. And then you add those eight in and you'll have 32 yeah. for an actual bracket. I'm more so, curious about the selection criteria of the eight who who got a buy. It was based on the how they finished the order they finished in in league play last year. All right, that's what I assumed, so, but didn't know. Yeah, they mentioned that on the broadcast. So it's, okay, it's the I top eight teams part. in the standings last year. I was too caught up with the uh, with the awkward lack of music, the set, and everything else going on with it. But we get to have another fun draw after after this. Yes, this round is what that's so, good. That's all I needed. So we did all this ram. We should talk about our draw itself, which we ended up with St. Louis City 2 or St. Louis City FC 2, whoever the kind hell their of, name is. There is no one team. So I guess it's technically, yeah, it, they're in a weird spot where they, <laughs> the, the one team does not exist. So the two teams allowed to play in the tournament. Which, mo which mo our astute listeners have probably are connected to us. Yeah, that's where John Hackworth is our old coach and he's coaching that team. So that was kind of rude. That's the storyline there. What were you saying? So I was kind of rooting for Omaha in the draw after that, after that first round where we knew we were hosting for us to play him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Man. It, I, I get that. I get bad vibes about this game. It's like, they're not even a proper MLS team. So you, it's not like a, get to take down an MLS team situation. Hackworth left in a, it was a weird, it was a weird situation how that all went down and I, bringing that back into town. It's just going to be awkward. It's, I don't, it's not even, 
I'm not even fired up about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not because one that yeah, the John Hackworth storyline doesn't like excite me. Like it's just like a real like niche thing to know about. I don't know. I just he didn't leave on bad enough terms for me to be like amped up to beat him, but he also didn't leave on like good enough terms for me to feel like good about him coming back. And so it's just it's just a weird, I don't know how I feel about it. It's a weird in the middle thing. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous because this like yes, they are an MLS two team, like in in name and a third division one technically at that. Yeah. Technically, because I think they're more of like a mid-caliber US um USL championship team. At looking at their roster, it's a lot of decent players off of USL teams yeah. last season. They they have like a uh, player off San Diego from last year. Yeah, that's a player. Uh, oh, but nobody, like, no huge big name standouts in the USL, just like solid rotation players from last year. So, yeah, I, I can't remember the bro's name, but the guys essentially uh, slated to be playing on their MLS team. You know, you got guys like Akil Watts. They don't have anybody valued above like 300 something thousand, which is about where Louisville is. So, so I, they definitely don't appear to have like a the MLS roster assembled yeah. yet. It, it what, seems like it's mostly like USL caliber players and, and then really young, like Academy players. Yeah. What I don't like about it is that, well, a, we missed an opportunity <sighs> to play an MLS team, which that's why we're in this, right? We want to fight and slay giants. Yeah. And we'll I, you know, I'm the ready. opportunity after we beat St. Louis. I, well, I want, I want to do that as much as we can. So we missed out on playing Chicago. That's that stinks. And the other thing too, is that like, if we, if we, for every reason lose this team, like it just, it's just optically looks and sounds bad that you lost yeah, to we a, can't lose this a third division two team. Like that's all the, all the trash I've talked about MLS next. We absolutely have to win this game. <laughs> I mean, they've, I mean, we've seen them in the preseason. They were last preseason game. In fact, they were the team that injured cam heard. It was a hard challenge. Mm. That wasn't appreciated. Well, um, they handled Indy, but they're not good. And then they've John Hackworth played, knows some of these guys too. They've so only like, played one league game and they won that, but like it's, you can't read too much into one yeah. league game. So, so I, I mean, don't Luckily, I'm nervous it's, a, it's a few weeks out. So they'll have a couple more games of game tape on them by the yeah. time the match actually comes around. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole thing just worries me. It unsettles me. I, I don't. Yeah. It's, it was the team I probably least wanted out of their entire group. <laughs> Yeah, see, playing like like what you said before, like playing like Omaha, that that would have been that would have been fun. Different. I like that Omaha. Been, I would have been been liked a fun that much chance to actually get to see them like in person. Yeah, I uh, would like playing somebody brand new versus that versus a, another two team with our old head coach and one of our old play. I, I don't know. Either way, we got that match on four twenty, so not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Woo! Blaze it. Oh wait, did we'll they actually pick there. the date? Because I, it, yeah, it it's, was uh, just like the nineteenth, twenty-first, twentieth. Cool. Yep. So uh, another Wednesday matchup. We got that look forward to. But after the uh, the draw, we had an away match away at Loudon, who was who I referred to as sneaky decent in the lead up to it, and I was a little like nervous, like okay, like they, they could surprise us here, and I don't think I could have been more wrong. Good Lord, the press from Louisville City in that game. I don't think I have seen a more like smothering defensive performance from City ever. Like, 
it wasn't Loudon basically couldn't get the ball to to midfield the entire first half. Yeah, I mean it wasn't the prettiest match in the world to watch, but it certainly was a should I say defensive masterclass? The uh, Just, the one the one a, way you could a, summarize a high line, like a high defensive line press masterclass. Like they could not get the ball out of the back line the the whole pretty much the whole game. I think they didn't get their first shot till the forty sixth minute. Yeah, it's it's bad. But the one number that summarizes this like this this whole match was Loudon's expected goals number, which is 0. 0.09. 0. 0.09. Bonk. Like, like now they did they have nothing score. Happened. It was almost not possible for them to have scored <laughs> given the shots they had. Yeah, it's just it, it was it was insane. I mean Louisville City, I mean they they scored early, which was which is a nice, you know, stress reliever. It helps kind of really set, settle the game in a positive fashion. Um, two yeah. shots. Loudon had two shots the whole game. Yeah, it's that was bad. And, you, and again, in the lead up, they had some pretty good. They had a pretty good track record leading up here. I'm like, okay, this Loudon team's different. The broadcast was even saying something to the effect that they had they brought they had a lot of turnover on the team, like positive sort of turnover. They brought in a bunch of. Um, bunch of guys with some yeah i mean they had a really good start to the season they still they have a good defense they've only given up four goals all season including the two Louisville scored on them yep Uh, and i I, you know i know this would have been i almost called the second one fluky but that's not that's not even fair because that so this is that chip shot from brian ombi but what happened was their back line got so disjointed that's allowed it to happen in the first place like if it was just some sort of chip shots like that kind of you know that kind of sucks, but like they, that defensive back line just I mean, it, really set that goal up for failure. The whole team bearing down on you in your face every time you touch the ball, that like gets to you. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally. Yeah. So um, it was, I mean, we really like just walloped them. And, and again, like in the lead up to it, I was, I was kind of like low key, like nervous about it. Like, like, like it's easy for us to write them off. They're technically an MLS two team two, And historically they've not been great. But this season, they had seemed to have a pretty, like, fairly decent start. They had some players from the first team playing because that owl. Yeah, one got a red card, right? Somebody got a red card and is playing out his suspension with loud and just a, a extremely good. They play like that against St. Louis. It's not even going to be <laughs> a game. Yeah, hopefully that's the case. But, um, you know, let's just take a quick look at the lineup. The only thing of note there is that I believe this is Tyler Gibson's uh, first action since yep. um, going out um, against the Red Bulls um, a few weeks back. So it's good to get him back in the mix. I, this was essentially minus Cam. What I would say is there is like the first choice starting eleven. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. It seems like the like the 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 pecking order is starting to shake itself out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Here's a, I got a good question for you about this match. Okay. Who was your man of the match? I mean, the press was my man in the match. I, I mean, Ombi was involved in every good thing they had getting forward. So, I guess personally it's Ombi, but I, it was such a dominant full team performance that it, it's kind of hard for me to pick a 
specific man in the match. This is like, I know it's a comp out, but this was like a team win. No, that's, that, that's fair. I agree. As a as a team win, and Brian Ombi is a totally fair and legitimate choice. Yeah, and, and but, defensively, it's like defensively, Ombi was a man in the match because he he was causing a lot of the disruption in that back line. Yep, and I'm and I'm totally at peace with the selection of Brian Ombi because that's who the fans also selected. Yeah. But what got to me is that when I looked at the poll and looking at the numbers here, let me pull this up real quick because it's a little it was a little. We find it. I mean, We've been smart going by the numbers, right? Sofa score has Wilson Harris as the highest rated player of the match. Eh, I mean, they always get they always get such a uh, such a boost. Okay, so here's the numbers. Here you had your choices were Wilson Harris, Corbin Bone, Brian Ombi, and Manny Perez. Which Brian Ombi, like again, not debating that he had a great match. Like if he he wins, that's that's fine. But the fact that Corbin Bone only got three percent that 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 shocked me. Corbin Bone, I thought, had an outstanding night on there. He, yeah, he was also a big part of that press. He was a big part of the press of, too. Yeah, he, well, he we didn't even passes. mention him in the, we didn't even mention him in the Chattanooga game, but he was the reason they scored the goal they scored in the Chattanooga game because oh, he, yeah. he had an incredible. He intercepted the ball and one touch passed it to Harris at the same time to, for that for the goal in the against the Red Wolves. He's the midfielder um, that when he does like a good job, you don't always notice it. Yeah. but and and i don't I, I don't know i was watching throughout the match and i thought corbin did really good and like even before i because i had to watch the match later i did, couldn't watch it live and i didn't want to spoil it for myself so i stayed off my phone and like towards the end of the match i'm thinking like who's my man in the match I'm like oh it's gotta be brian umby or corbin bone like i, I was hee-hawing between the two of them and when... i saw the poll and i saw brian one I'm like okay that's fair but corbin with only three percent like no that's disrespectful it's both of them aren't super noticeable when they're firing all cylinders, but when Gibson and Corbin are healthy and firing all cylinders, that pairing in the midfield is the best Louisville looks. Oh yeah. For me for, for two seasons now. Yep. Oh, Tyler Gibson's outstanding too. And I've sung his praises many times on here. I I guess I have a thing for the uh, midfielders who do. Corbin gives you the creativity moving forward and Gibson like locks down the defense. He, he stops fast breaks before they happen um he's super big help for playing the ball out of the back um like their their skill sets complement each other really well and when they're healthy that's like as good as Louisville plays I think if if I could be one player on the Louisville City team like playing style wise and like what they do like Tyler Gibson's what I want to be like that's 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 my ideal vision of myself like playing soccer I like I like what he does like you know he's again like when they're doing something well you don't always notice it they're they're sort of the beginning of sequences that that lead to something positive or they help shut something down that could be disastrous yeah they bring a lot to the table and sometimes it's hard to see yet especially hard to see in some of the numbers but anyway i just want to bring it up because i just i was just taken aback by how little how few votes corbin had gotten corbin you're my man of the match sorry you didn't win it deserves But not to take anything away from Brian, because he absolutely uh, he absolutely earned it. You score a goal like that, you win man match. That's how the polls works. Are you enjoying the Bamos Marados podcast? Of course you are. And there's much more where that came from. The Bamos Marados podcast is part of the State of Global Podcast Network. 
featuring podcasts that includes coverage of Louisville basketball, men's and women's, football, baseball, Louisville news, and more. So check them out at thestateoflouisville.com or anywhere the podcasts are found. Got a big match coming up this weekend. Yeah, I know, right? Like when the um, when the season started, I saw San Diego Loyal on there. Like I, I don't think I realized how big it was going to be at the time as it is now because they've. Yeah, they've I was not really expecting them to have the start to the season that they've had. Yeah, so they. Um, I think they're one of the. They have probably one of the top offenses in the league currently. This thing stands. Fourteen goals in six games. Yeah. So they're uh, they're firing well. We're going into that their house, which I think would would help them a little bit. Technically, uh, so it's 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 going to be a real real big challenge. Little City's off to one of their their best starts though in team history. What do we have? Edmonds already on the beach. I saw today. Yeah, yeah, scoping <laughs> things out. San Diego is beautiful. I'm glad they get some time out there to enjoy it. But um, they you know they need to relax and unwind a little bit because yeah, it's going to be a High pressure game. It'll be a late one too, since it's on that West Coast time. Late one here. Normal time there. Right. Yes. Late, late for ours. At 10, for 10 o'clock. It'll be actually be should be right after the racing game finishes up. Yep. And so, so there works out yes. well schedule wise. But yep. yeah. So we'll have the uh yeah, we'll have the racing game at home and then everybody I think the official watch party is at Gold Bar, which is kind of around the corner. Yeah, it's been a long day full of soccer. I'm excited. Should have just enough time to get get the little one home and in bed for the to watch the city game. There you go. There you go. Well, speaking of racing, um, we don't have any matches of theirs to discuss, but we do have news. Got some fun news. Yeah, we got uh, we got some announcements about the women's cup today. Got a little bit on the format, and officially, four of the teams have been announced, and unofficially, the other two leaked. So I wasn't I wasn't following that as closely because I was still kind of okay. like so I was, a, the format was still teams, a little hazy to me. It's six teams this year instead of four, um, mm-hmm. and it sounds like basically the it'll be two NWSL teams and four international teams, which the, the teams are the. The rain, the OL rain. OL rain, yeah, and Louisville, racing Louisville. Racing Louisville. Um, and then the 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 four international teams, the, the two that were officially announced were Club America um, out of Mexico and uh, Tokyo Verdi Beliza um, from, from the Japanese League. And, and then unofficially, it, it, it looks like, I guess depending on how they finish their league season, uh, I guess they're waiting on champions league stuff to be settled first, but it, uh, one of the local um, local news uh, that the, basically the, the, the talks are that it's Real Madrid and Tottenham Hotspur for the, the other two. They, they, they did announce that it's two European teams, but they, Officially, it's to be announced later. Yep. So, um, I, I, yeah, I'd heard heard elsewhere about the Tottenham part, but the Real Madrid part was new. I figured, 
like for the sake of prestige, like if it was going to be a, you know, they said a club from Spain, like it was probably had to be like Real Madrid or Barcelona. Yeah. So anything else would have felt like a disappointment. Yeah. Um, and but, then format wise, yeah. uh, basically, uh, from what I understand, it will still just be two matches for racing and all rain. Um, so the, the two NWSL teams essentially get a buy. Um, so the, the four international teams will play each other. And then the winners of those will play racing and OL rain. And then the winners of those will play in the championship. So okay. technically racing and OL rain would only be able to face each other in the final. Okay. I, yeah. I thought somebody was getting the buy. And I just wasn't totally following how that yeah. setup is. Unlike last year, it won't count as a league game if if all ran in racing play. Yeah. Which it makes sense why it's not Chicago for that reason, because since they're already in Chicago's Challenge Cup group, like they, that's that's already two extra games against Chicago they're getting this year anyway. So it's nice to see that if they do make it to the finals and play re- OL Reign, it's at least a, a team that they're only playing twice this season. Well, it was smart of the organizers to bring Ro- um, Rose Lavelle so close to, to Cincinnati. That'll probably garner a few tickets itself. I think I think Club America should be a pretty good draw if we're talking ticket ticket sales wise. Yeah. Oh no, I think I, all all around my, they did a lot of positives that, to draw my, t- like, tickets and interest. On the field, my first choice would have been Tigris out of the Mexican League, but I do think as far as fan. Fan wise, Club America is probably the bigger draw. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then uh, the Tokyo is the, I think the biggest question mark for me because the, um, the Japanese teams don't play a lot of international friendlies. I, I think this might be the first Japanese team to come play in one of these like invitational tournaments, um, and. Like their their roster is entirely Japanese players. Like they don't have a lot of international players on the roster in that league. It's like a very kind of closed system between their league and the national team over there. And so like they could be real good or they could be real bad. And I I, I honestly have no clue because they're just you don't get to see those teams play teams in other leagues a whole lot. So mm-hmm. I think that will be a really fun matchup to yeah. watch just just because of the, the big question marks there. Yeah, it's gonna be really exciting. And I saw somebody else point out on Twitter that like any of these tournaments has happened before, like this, uh, like this Women's Cup, usually are just European teams. So it's pretty cool that we're bringing in, uh, yeah. you know, a club from Mexico and a, and a club I was, from Japan, diversify. I was the, really uh, hoping for a Mexican team. team, so I was super excited that that was part of the announcement. I think there had been some rumors that maybe they were gonna have a Mexican team, and I, I was hoping those were true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I, I like that how they just kind of picking from different teams from from different leagues and really mixing things up so and it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah i made it i made it pretty clear that i really want to see a a champions league over a north america a CONCACAF champions league for women and so the more of these like mexican team u.s team matchups we get the better for building towards that yep and the good news on my personal front is I don't have a wedding to intersect at this one because last year I missed the uh, I missed the the last women's cup final because of the wedding. That's so I'll get most, to watch. That was the most fun game of the whole year last year. Yeah, I know. I'm not happy about it. 
but I'll be at this one. So they got to they got to repeat for me. You missed you missed our daughter being scared to death of a giant teddy bear. Oh, the the uh, um, Bayern Munich's like the Bayern mascot. Munich yeah, mascot. <laughs> she did not like that mascot. Oh, no. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll bring some more scary oh, mascots for I didn't check out mascot news. I got to see. Oh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, the other, hopefully these new teams can can keep the mascot game going because that was fun last year. Yeah. And it seemed like the uh, the event organizers were going to have a lot of stuff uh, surrounding the um, surrounding the matches going on as well. So I'm really kind of curious to see as that news rolls out what exactly is going to be happening. You know, they've got they got one event under their belt. So a lot of probably like lessons learned from from the first go around at it. So my, my hopes, I'm, you know, I'm pretty optimistic about the about the whole event being a being a fun affair and being good they finally have city. an actual trophy <laughs> i forgot so about that's, that that's part. A big help. yeah yeah they actually cast it here in town not a what was it styrofoam before yeah no something not good so maybe they'll get that one hashed out before the uh before the end of the tournament we'll see not hold my breath <laughs> but that's not hey, us. I, that's I look forward to the official announcement of the two European teams. Yep. Yep. So we'll, we'll keep our, our ears peeled for that one. Didn't they give a rough time frame for that? Like May or something? Yeah. I, okay. I think they, I think, I think officially they're waiting for the season to conclude because I, I think they want to be able to announce them as champions league teams, yeah. but you, you won't have that. You won't know that for next year officially until the season's over. Yeah. So. so, yep. So, unfortunately, that's all we got on the um on the racing front because uh, they get a little bit of a break in the action before they play yeah, international you know. break going on right now. Yeah, which that match Team USA ha- is currently currently whomping Uzbekistan. Yeah, I I watched speak. I watched a little bit and it's twenty minutes in. It was five nothing, and I'm like, it looked like one of our league games. games. <laughs> I I feel oh, no. for the Uzbeki players because that I've been we've been in that position a lot last this last couple of weeks. <laughs> we I mean we look like okay so we we play last old man old man league update here we played last night doubleheader in the rain and like all things considered I think we were unlucky. Like we should have scored more than we did. We got, I, we had, we had a number of chances that just didn't pan out, but we looked better last night than we did a lot of other matches last session. Is that fair? Is that, I think it's fair. Yeah. You did play, really well. I played a couple through balls. Felt, I think, I think we had a lot of good opportunities. You're looking uh, real comfortable up there on the wing. Yeah. I'm feeling better. If I can, like, if my body will cooperate and I can keep playing, I'm feeling good about <laughs> scored some goals moving forward yeah got, i got another assist last night so that was i know we got crushed but i was happy about that the score lines weren't that lopsided in either of them uh it was six to nothing in the first one. Oh, did it get the high yeah oh, hey, we felt, lost it felt, it felt a lot closer yeah it was close in the first half <laughs> and then i think it was three to one in that second game but that one kind of came down to the wire it was it was two to one and they scored that third goal kind of in garbage time when we were sending everyone forward to try to get to try to tie it up yeah so that that was two one until the very very end yeah oh well we're improving slow yeah. and steady we're getting better we're in there we'll we'll get a win this year 
and we'll be sure to keep everybody updated. And you guys will hear about it when we get a win. Oh, absolutely. So, all right. Well, I think we've, uh, I think we've dispensed all the, uh, all the information that we were going to talk about today. So we'll let these fine people move on to the next podcast in the queue. Um, as always, my name's Benson. You can find me on Twitter at purple SDF. I'm Zach. You can find me at Zach W. Allen. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you to the state of Louisville as always for hosting this podcast. Make sure you go check out uh, their website and other selection of podcasts they have available on a variety of different topics. Um, we will be back next week and we'll hopefully be talking about some more wins, right? Or I guess a win because we'll just be the San Diego match. I'll be a big one. Probably a lot to break down. Open cup. Or not, uh, Challenge Cup. Chicago Challenge Cup game. I, I, I was telling you this. Yeah, I was telling you this the other day. Like, I have two schedules in my brain. There's a little, like a little city one and a racing <laughs> one, and they don't like mesh together. So when I think about one, I don't think about the other. See, I make my calendar myself by hand by coloring in so that I can keep the the matchups like the double header days clear and everything. So I, I I got one big schedule in my head. Yeah. So I'm. My apologies to Racing Louisville because, yes, that will be the match we'll attend in person. And then we got to hustle over to a TV and watch the watch the. You got to take some pictures at that one. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm really excited. I got the got the new camera going. I was testing it out today. The light meter thing is pretty cool. Like I kind of figured out how to use it. It wasn't too hard. Yeah, we're yeah, talking it's, about. it's automatic, so it's pretty simple. Yeah, so we'll see how they turned out. I'm using some expired film. So just to test it so anyway not going to get in a 35 millimeter film talk here on this podcast oh man if we want to add a film talk addendum i could i could go i could go for hours on that all right we need to do that let people go film talk for next week all right take care vamos morados bye all What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.